All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us here at the Flashpoint Podcast. My name is Owen Higgins. I am your host, as always. Um, it is Friday, September 2nd. We are right about to hit Labor Day weekend. I know everybody's probably excited for the holiday. So uh, we'll just uh, we'll get going here. Um, I'm joined today by Aaron Thorpe for another edition of Owen and Aaron Read the News. Um, if you are a frequent listener, uh, you'll be familiar with this segment uh, where Aaron and I just kind of riff on, you know, new stuff that's uh, that's going on and and just kind of talk about you know, basically like whatever we really want to talk about, whatever you guys want to talk about, because you are, of course, welcome to uh, call in at any time. Uh, I guess, you know, pretty much we got uh, the Biden speech from yesterday. Uh, we got... Mm-hmm. Uh, the ongoing uh, Roe v. Wade, um, uh, overturning of Roe v. Wade. We already have a caller, Brady. We'll get to you in a second. Um, and uh, we have some Ron DeSantis stuff. Uh, we got. Uh, we also got uh, the student loan forgiveness um, kind of thing that just happened. Um, and I guess yeah. uh, a, lot of, a lot of national news, but I guess uh, also Biden's uh, Safer America plan. Is going to put more cops on the street and give more money. There's that too. Yep, and then there's also the uh, the Jackson, Mississippi, yes. uh, water crisis that's going on. That is that's pretty crazy. So uh, let's get started, Brady. We'll come to you in probably about like ten or fifteen minutes. Uh, if you just want to hang out right there, you'll be first in line. Um, but uh, Aaron, I thought maybe we could start uh, by talking about Biden's speech. Uh, this went mm-hmm. on yesterday. Um, he, he was, he had like this red and blue backdrop, uh, which, which like a bunch of people, uh, online, a bunch of conservatives online are freaking out about as you might expect, uh, because they don't really, I think have much else that they can really hit, uh, on as far as this speech goes, Mm -hmm. uh, which, which I thought was pretty milquetoast. I don't know what you thought about it, but, um, you know, just, yeah, go, go ahead. No, I'll be honest with you, man. Um, I I did not. I kind of forgot that it was happening. I saw it on my timeline and then like, you know, goes kind of stoned a little bit, like just like, yeah, man, do I really want to watch that? And by the time that I uh, uh, went to YouTube and was watching it from the Washington Post, that was, uh, you know, live live streaming or whatever. Um, I think the last few words were like something about America lasting into the next 200 years. And then he said something like, um, um, God bless America. Have a good night. And I was like, that's pretty much, I guess, all I really needed to hear. But, um, I don't know, man. I think, I think, I mean, just from kind of what I read in clips, I think it was pretty, um, pretty milk toast. But I wanted to say that the thing that everybody's talking about is the background, right? And the lighting. And I just wanted to touch on it because, um, I don't think it was, I obviously don't think it was an accident. You know, I think that, the way I described it on Twitter and I hate to like use my timeline, but like it was the first thing that popped in my head. Right. So I just tweeted it out. It was like, remember the movie Morbius by Sony and all of the memes that people were making, um, which the memes never featured any content from the movie or anything. It was always from the trailer. So people didn't have any genuine interest in the movie, but Sony took it seriously and took the memeing to mean that people sincerely liked the movie and they brought it back to theaters and it flopped. And I don't know if that's a roundabout way an example, but I think it's a pretty apt example to say that. I think the White House um, has taken the dark brand and stuff really serious, like seriously in the terms of like, you know, they have this like, like uh, social media savvy team. I don't know who's on it exactly, but whoever was doing the White House um, thing the other day where they were calling out all of the Republicans who had took out PPP loans. I'm not going to lie. It was amazing. And um, I just want to say, it seems like they're leading into the, it's just an interesting, interesting presidency where Obama was the first Facebook president, right? The first social media president. Then Trump took that up a notch. And to see in what ways Biden is capitalizing on um, this upswing that the Democrats have legislatively, I guess, and through his own um, executive action, as well as the memeing of Dark Brandon, because it looked like Dark Brandon, man. So I don't know if he's trying to make the conservatives mad or fuck with them or trying to I don't know, but it was that was an interesting choice, you know, a very conscious decision, I think, you know. But you think that they might be a little too online, like they're, they're treating this a little too online right now? Like maybe, I, I, uh, yeah, go ahead. 
No, no, I mean, yeah, um, I mean, not to cut you off, but yeah, I do, but I also do think that, I also want to add in that I think that the lighting, up, aside from being online, I do think that it just had the, just the visual um, kind of look of like being kind of heavy and somber, you know what I'm saying? Because of the, 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 because of the content of what he's talking about. But I do definitely think that they are kind of leaning into the online dark brand and stuff. They're leaning into the memes, man, in my opinion. I mean, this was almost too coincidental, some of the press photos that were taken, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, like they were, like they were definitely trying to like send this message uh, of uh, yeah. I mean, maybe they are. May, I mean, I mean, may, maybe they are just kind of uh, falling a little too in love with their own uh, meme or or yeah. their own kind of fantasy of like of this dark Brandon thing. Maybe, maybe they think. I mean, actually, I, I this is what I believe. I like. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that they think that by like embracing this and embracing this kind of dark Brandon thing, like, like this, this kind of meme presidency that they're going to do in the midterms, what Trump and like, you know, like the 4chan, like all that stuff were able to do back in 2016. Like they, like they really think that that's going to work. And and absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, well, you know, like they also, they, they do have the, uh, they have, some new people in their social media, uh, as you were saying, like they have the former uh, New Jersey social media uh, person who who's kind of been like credited or blamed, depending on how you look at it, uh, mm-hmm. with that kind of clap back to members of the Republican Party who were, you know, kind of uh, uh, giving uh, Biden shit about the student loans. And we'll talk about the student loans here in a second. But um you know, and and I think that you know maybe they are embracing a little bit too much. Like maybe they think that that there's more going on here uh, than there really is. But uh, I, I I think ultimately uh, a, a speech like this is probably like like it probably doesn't change too many minds, right? Like it's probably not yeah. like uh, going to going to change how people are are feeling about uh, the. The, the midterms here or going to like really drive turnout on either side, but it is like making uh, people on the right meltdown. So for that alone, uh, it's certainly a good thing. Um, another thing that's been uh, making people on the right meltdown uh, is, as you said, this uh, the student loan forgiveness. We haven't really had a t- chance to really cover this yet mm-hmm. on the show. Uh, we got like, it's like 10,000 uh, kind of flat and then 20,000 if you're a Pell Grant recipient. Um, at least for undergrad, I'm not sure if that works for graduate uh, as well. Though uh, on, a, on a personal level, I certainly hope that it does. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like it, th- this is a pretty big policy, even though it's not like what I think a lot of us would want. Um, curious, like what you think about that, and 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 where you think that's how you think that's going to kind of affect you know not only like the political landscape in November, but also going for i mean like are 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 people in the gop like really going to run against this are they really going to make <laughs> running against this a thing because that's that feels like uh, that feels like not only like political suicide but it also feels like a good good chance for you know maybe they could uh you know kind of promote a uh like just like legalize weed right make yeah. them run against that too yeah yeah exactly i mean um you know what man i'll be honest uh i you know me man we talked about it um you know, in the DMs and on this show and, um, you know, before. And I'm very, I'm very uh, cautious of trusting the Democrats with anything or congratulating them or commending them for anything. And I'm not going to do that. But what I will say is that, um, I mean, for multiple reasons, the fact that it was not universal, obviously, the fact that it's uh, the means tested. Um, but, hey, man, I'm in the third of people um, the 40 million people, I think it is 43 million people that this is going to affect. Um, because I have Pell Grants of uh, a student com- uh, with community college debt. And um, it's not a lot. You know, it's not a lot compared to the majority of people, the overwhelming majority of people. But it's going to help me out. And that's going to be I mean, I wasn't paying my student loan anyway. Right. I wasn't paying that shit anyway. But this will be transformative for me. And especially if if we'll see how this works, if I'm able to get that debt canceled, um, I think there's an application process. Maybe some of it might be automatic. Um, not sure yet, but I definitely know there's an application <clears throat> that'll be rolling out in the next couple of weeks. But um, I, w- I wouldn't know would I be able to go back to school, right? 
like where now that I'm in a different stage in my life to make different choices, I'm a bit more responsible. That might be something that I want to do. So whether it's that or whether it's, you know, people just having, you know, obviously more money in their pockets, this is undeniably a good thing. And um, in terms of like, you know, the midterms before I get to the Republican response, the midterms, I mean, this is I was talking about it with my co-host on my other show and we were talking about why did they do this? Um, was it some sort of overdetermination of political economy in the market and saying, well, it's just not good for this many people to be saddled with debt that we can erase since it's held by the federal government or, um, or, I mean, it's just dialectical, right? It's both. Um, and it's, you know, this is obviously a thing going into the midterms, as you were saying that I think they think is going to help them benefit them. And, We'll see. You know, I don't know if this is like a too little, too late situation, you know, um, but to the responses, I mean, look, I'm, I haven't heard anyone in real life um, be upset about this. Right. You're either upset about this because you the the uh, debt relief wasn't universal and you didn't like you made you made. But I mean, even if that's the case, like who is in that case where they make too much to qualify for this to be upset? I mean, I don't know, man. That's like a really weird, tricky area where it's like, well, I'm assuming you've already been able to pay that debt off, right? Because of how much you make, right? You know what I mean? So essentially what it boils down to is people that are upset because of ideological reasons. And um, last thing I'll say is Ted Cruz, because this came out two days ago about Ted Cruz is, I think it was yesterday, Ted Cruz is one of the uh, senators, Republicans, and there are, I think there's like the Heritage American, American Heritage Fund, some shit like that that um, other uh, conservative groups and people like Ted Cruz that are going to uh, try to file a lawsuit um, against the Biden administration. But I think their grounds will be that this is like an unlawful um, um, abuse of like uh, executive power, I think is what they're going for. And I think this is like due to some law passed in like 2003 or some shit like that. I don't remember, but they don't really have, they don't really have much to stand on with this. Right. And, Last thing I'll say is that, you know, I'm wondering if they actually I know ideologically they don't want this to happen. But if they're smart, I mean, I don't know. It isn't it doesn't seem how how could you say to your voters who might benefit from this that this is a bad thing? So I'm kind of thinking, like, maybe they don't really maybe they want they don't really want to fight this, but they feel obligated to for ideological reasons, but also just to make a show of it, you know. So I'm just interested to see what this is going to look like heading into the midterm. So, yeah, that's pretty much my take on it, man. I'm happy that I'm uh, that I'm affected, but at the same time, we'll see what happens, you know, in the larger context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. And I think that um, I, th- I, th- I think that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty good uh, a, a pretty good point. Hakeem is asking when can the callers talk? Um, well, why don't you guys just talk now? We'll start taking yeah. you guys. We'll take we'll take Brady first. Uh, Brady, you are on. Just go ahead and unmute yourself. That's going to be the button on the bottom right there. There you go. You're all set. Uh, how's it going today? Pretty good. I think, you know, uh, entirely more interesting than anything uh, Joe Biden will ever say for the rest of his life is the contents of his son's laptop and his daughter's diary. I think those should be the absolute um top of every conversation right now especially in september the official month of conspiracies um so i'd like to welcome you guys to conspiracy month conspiracy history month <laughs> that's september is officially conspiracy history month and september is the conspiracy september 11th being of course the conspiracy theorist holiday and um i think someone during in, involved in the ukrainian conflict actually compared the ukrainian conflict to 9/11 and i find that interesting in that both of these seem to be situations that are leading us into wars that neither that no one really wants and they both seem to be powder keg moments and uh someone was mentioning yesterday about how there's a power plant in ukraine and how they're so afraid that Russia is going to destroy the power plant and cause another Chernobyl event. And I'm like, I don't think Russia wants to do that at all. If anything, I'm concerned that these Nazis that we're giving all these uh, untraceable weapons to may try to blow up the power plant and blame it on Russia as a way to get people to support them even more. You know, So I am concerned that we may be facing another 9-11 type event that leads us into World War III. And it'd be nice if we counteract that narrative before it happens.
yeah, okay. Well, um, interesting, uh, interesting perspective there. As far as the as far as the nuke plant goes, I mean, it's certainly been um, used as kind of like uh, it's it, it has been used as kind of a strategic weapon uh, by both sides. Like they've been fighting back and forth uh, over over that plant, I believe, for a while. I remember. Um, at, I remember. I, I feel like it was like four months ago or something like that. Like there was like a, a, a conflict over that, and they were uh, they they were fighting back and forth over control of it. Uh, uh, Russia now has control over it, and I, and and as far as I recall, and and again, I might be I might be misremembering here, but as far as I recall, like when Russia was attacking it, uh, Ukraine was certainly using the fact that uh, it was a nuclear plant to try to get them to stop attacking it, it would make a lot of sense uh, then that, uh, uh, that that Russia would do the same now that they have control over it. Um, I, I don't think that's a conspiracy, though. I think that's just kind of basic, uh, kind of basic war, right? Um, I don't know. Uh, Aaron, you have any uh, comments on that? Um, no, man, because to be honest with you, um, I have not been following... Um, I mean, with all of the news that's going to be going on, I have not been following what's been going on with Ukraine, the United States um, and Russia. But I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, like a nuclear plant is like a tactical a sort of um, tactical location to kind of bluster. And, you know, what I mean, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? A uh, saber rattle over, you know, so. Uh... <laughs> all right, we're going to take hey. Brian. Um, oh, OK. And. uh so Brian, you're all set. Just I just want to say, by the way, Greg, if you want to jump back in here, I know you want to talk about world news. Just go ahead and jump back in the queue. Um, Brian, how's it going down there today? It's it's going good. I am I'm not going to ask either one of you to be my sugar daddy. Don't worry. Um, oh, well, all right. Well, we'll take the next call. No, 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 no. we're good. <laughs> so yeah, I mean the the student debt stuff. I think it's going to take up a lot of room. It like for for quite some time i think there's like it's still not a a finished issue though there's um the public service loan forgiveness program um got a waiver period that expanded the number of loans uh payments that qualified for forgiveness so like that ends at the end of october and so sort of the next big push you're going to see to either make that waiver permanent or ex- like extend the waiver even further. Um, so that's going to be probably the next sort of intermediate frontier that I think people need to pay attention to and, and kind of catch on to as it is like, I like it's still, I think it's, I think it's a, I think it's good. Like it could, it's, it's having been active in this fight for a couple of years um, it's much better than I feared, but worse than I hoped. Mm. But it, which seems to be a theme for the Biden presidency. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I mean, Brian, I actually, on um, that last point, um, I especially agree with because, uh, it, it just kind of seems like everything that he's done so far is either because, which is good, you know, he's been pushed by activists on the ground for years now that have been building up to this movement, right? Um, or this mm-hmm. moment, but also too, when he does do things, when Biden, the administration does do things, it feels like it's like too little, too late, right? It's like half-assed, you know? It's like, I, I called it like the, the student debt was like the Russian doll of his administration. It's like every every reveal kept getting even more insignificant, you know, until we got what we got, but it's something, right? I guess I could say it's something, you know? Yeah. I mean, and this was, and this one at least has some significant substance to it. Like the, the forbearance on interest, so long as your payments are up to date and the increase in, in the, the decrease in the cap actually, right? So on, on income based repayments, like both of those are extremely positive things, but they're also limited too because they're limited to undergraduate debt. If you've got graduate school debt, you're screwed. And, and that's the other thing that like Sorry, another way it's, are you? I thought I thought graduate debt was covered under this. No, not on the not on the IBR uh, cap, and not on the interest thing. It's it's only for undergraduate debt, I think. Huh. Yeah. So yeah, it sucks, and 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 this is where it gets even stupider, right? Because 
because of the pandemic and long COVID and everything else that's happened, you're going to have to have a lot more providers. You're going to have to have more doctors, more nurse practitioners. And guess what that's going to take? More graduate school for, for various and sundry people. And so I guess those people, like, I mean, they're going to benefit from the undergrad stuff, but eh, not so much from their, from, from their graduate debt, which is going to be pretty significant. So definitely room for improvement. The fact is, like, it's not commonly known, but Neera Tandon was the person that was uh, um, lead on this for the White House. Oh so the fact... The fact, the fact that we got as much as we did out of it is a minor miracle. Yeah, Nira, um, man, for anybody who's listening and doesn't know who Cannon is, a uh, kind of recurring character um, on, on the left, a uh, former head of uh, CAP, Center for American Progress, um, bad tweeter, uh, was what, what was she originally up for in the Biden administration? Was it was it OMB? She was up for she was up for OMB, which is probably like low key one of the most important positions in in the White House, yeah. and requires a great deal of technical expertise as well as the ability to uh, talk to human beings. Um, neither of which she actually had, like. It, like yeah. it was, it was an absolutely baffling cho- like choice on her part. I mean, also too like. Oh, okay. you there, Aaron. Go ahead. Try that again. No, I was saying for the. You know? I'm having a hard time hearing you. You're you're, you're fading out a little bit here. Um, all right. Well, well uh, Brian, hang hang out there for um for for a few and jump back in. Um, I do I do want to take uh Greg here real quick. Um, just talk about world news as, as we had talked about, you want to just go in and unmute yourself there, Greg on the button. There you go. All set. Go ahead. How's it going? Going well. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, I like what you're doing. Uh, I like your realistic, but positive or positive, but realistic take on events and Biden. Um, but, uh, since, uh, the other thing was mentioned, uh, the reason that 9-11 and the war in Ukraine are in the news today, reading from the news, is Russia's war in Ukraine, like the terrorist attack of September 2001, has been a turning point for the world, Prime Minister Peter Fiala told the Forum 2000 conference in Prague on Wednesday. Um, Prime Minister Pieta Friala is Prime Minister of the Czech Republic, which is currently the President of the EU in the rotating presidency. Um, this period will forever be associated with the late Czech President Václav Havel, that's the um, post-9-11 period, who co-founded the Forum 2000 conference, and he added, the prime minister added that Russia's attack had renewed the alliance of Western democracies with NATO and the EU, expanding and becoming even stronger as a result. So that's the real reason why the two things are in the news today, because the presidency country of the European Union tied them together during a, a major forum in Europe today. Well, I'm sure. I'm um, sure that I'm sure that um, they would like to to see Russia's war in Ukraine, the war in Ukraine, turn into the kind of like like a similar thing to 9/11, where it kind of defines uh, the course of 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 global history right now. But it's not quite clear to me that it's going to. I mean, it's not. It's it's not quite a big enough conflict right i mean i mean what do you think do you do, do you think that they are comparable or do you think that they're just being used uh, for this comparison um to, to make a political point i think in europe it it has been a complete bombshell it's completely changed everything in europe everywhere from everywhere from the west to the east to all the countries around russia 
it's really had a huge effect. I would say it's definitely been as big as 9-11 in Europe. And um, yeah, it's made huge changes. And, you know, Finland and Sweden now want to join NATO, whereas they were neutral for decades. They, and now they want to join. It's just a really big thing. And everybody's basically on edge, on their toes, um, supporting their board, putting military on their borders, getting ready in case Russia does anything else. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess, I guess we'll see. Um, thanks, Greg, uh, for calling in. Uh, I see Brady's in, in, in the queue. I'm, I'm going to just take these other two callers first, though, uh, because we already heard from Brady. Um, and we had been hoping to hear from this guy um, who had been in the queue, but now he's back. Mm. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Going good. Sorry about that first time. It like kicks me out every time you add me to the caller. I don't know what's up with that. Mm. No worries. Um, what's up? I wanted to talk about like um the whole dark Brandon thing. I don't know if it's kind of like a dead meme for you guys at this point. But I find it uh, super interesting from like, like, uh, what's that word? Like, uh, like from like a, like put on your DC, like, uh, like strategist hat for a minute. I wonder, like from a wonky, I was just from wondering a if like, huh? walk, yeah, from like a walk perspective, yeah. I, I was wondering if this would be like, a like this whole, like the Brandon, oh my God, I just said the Brandon administration, the Brandon administration, like embracing the dark Brandon meme. And like now they're doing like the the speech yesterday with the whole like uh, red background and the army soldiers in the background. And I was wondering if you guys thought that was this was like a like a positive thing for Biden, like in the long term. Or if you thought like, um, you know, how like the Republicans yesterday were like pearl clutching at the Democrats. And do you think that's like effective messaging against Biden that they're calling him like a tyrant because of these aesthetics? Like uh, what's like your whole thing? Uh, about that yeah i i well i'll I'll go first here and 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 mm. thanks for the call um i think that i mean first of all like you can't really call biden this kind of tyrant or threat i think considering that he's like half asleep most of the time and, <laughs> and it's not i'm not even really clear that he's super engaged with a lot of the policies that they're putting out um i i do think that it's a pretty it's pretty clever of them to embrace it just because it kind of depowers one of the right wing attacks on, on Biden, which was this like, let's go Brandon thing, um, which is so stupid. I don't even really want to explain it. If you don't know what it is, just <laughs> you really need to. Um, but certainly like, uh, you know, we saw a lot of, uh, you know, w w where I live is, is like kind of like a, a, a purple, purple state, purple area. So there are a lot of like Trump supporters around and um, definitely saw like a lot of like, let's go Brandon uh, flags up last year, um, as well as just like straight fuck Joe Biden flags. There are a lot of those as well. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's it's it, I, I think that it is effective because to to an extent, like they were kind of like like kind of smugly kind of smirking. Uh, the people on the right, like like the GOP about this, like like a way to say fuck you to the president without really saying it because, uh, you know, usually uh, people don't really want to actually uh, go that far as to actually say something like that. So they so it kind of just depowers that uh, line of attack and and it, and, it, and it does kind of force them into this situation where uh, they have to make these kind of hysterical, ridiculous claims like. Like Biden is some sort of a tyrant, or or uh, is 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 this powerful um, member of uh, the the like the, like the Democratic establishment, kind of going after uh, people on the right, which is just preposterous. I mean, on on his face, like like I said before, I mean the guy's like hardly. Hardly has it together a lot of the time, and 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 when he goes out there and makes one of these speeches, um, I mean, I don't know. Like maybe it is inspiring to some people, but to me, like when I when I watch his speeches or I listen to him speak or I just even read the transcript, 
Um, I just kind of, my eyes kind of glaze over. Like he's just not that exciting of a speaker, I think. And so I guess that's like a long way around of saying that I think that the dark Brandon meme is like uh, probably effective because it makes like nerds uh, feel cool um, and kind of depowers uh, nerds on the right. But uh, as far as like, you know, uh, the, the the rest of us, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that he did the, the red lights behind him on purpose to do that. Um, but I think it is very funny that he did that because of the reaction. What do you think, Aaron? Um, well, you know, while you were talking, man, I was um, I was thinking about, and I don't want to get too into it, give a long answer, but I was thinking about uh, Yee DeBoer's Society of the Spectacle. Um, and I think the first opening line is um, he says that all life has receded into like a representation, right? So like everything is like about like, you know, everything is about image is about appearance now. Right. And images. Right. I think the meme thing is like the most like the best example of that, just meme culture in general. And again, I think like, you know, without retreading what I said before, I think that like the trans it's lost in translation where I don't think like the meme started as like a joke. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a meme. Right. It wasn't praising Brandon. And then. Of course, you have the White House that's embracing it. And, you know, it's lost in translation because it's like, you know, he's not. I, I think it's about what he actually like. Not I think we know that it's about what he actually does, you know, in terms of legislatively with the Democrats do what he pushes for and advocates for what he signs into law. And, um, you know, until we start, I guess the first I'd like to see the first poll. um about uh after i haven't after the student debt relief but i think like the democrats are on kind of an upswing so maybe again like i was saying before they're leaning into this dark brandon thing but the republicans you mentioned something interesting i was thinking is that um it's really uh you know as as uh, biden said like uh, the semi-fascism right to like at one point make fun of him for being asleep all the time you know and then on the other hand like last night, apparently now he's like, you know, uh, he's like leader of the Church of Satan, you know, he's like demonic now. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's like their pearl clutching is like pretty funny because, as you mentioned at the top of the show, like they don't really have anything anymore to really. I mean, I guess they have things they could criticize him for. I mean, from the left. Yeah, I definitely have things I could criticize him for. But now it's just about like just making fun of him as an individual. Right. You know, um, I mean, just the fact that they're flipping out about the student loan relief, which is not even a fucking problem, you know, um, kind of tells you that they're really like they're really just like owning the libs, which is like what the Republican M.O. is. Right. I mean, besides all of the awful legislative shit they want to do uh, economically and socially, it really is just about owning the libs. And, you know, it is heartening, you know, to see the the, uh, the Democrats or the Biden administration be like, now nah, we're going to own them back. But ultimately, do I think it's going to have any effect going into the midterms. No, it's more about what he's actually, and now we're in September. So we're like two months away. Um, I just haven't looked at any polls. Right. So I can't speak with any certainty, but um, we'll see, man, you know, we'll see if they've been able to uh, keep that momentum into November. I'm not, I'm not positive, but you know, it's uh it's likely, maybe it's likely, but it yeah, won't be yeah. because who knows, who knows. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so we have, let's see, we got to, well, let's go to Brady and Greg, because I know we've been talking about Ukraine with both of them, and then we'll go to Joshua and then Brian um, mm. to talk about, to get back to domestic issues. I assume that's what we're going to be talking about, but um, uh, Brady, you are back on. Uh, go ahead. Hey, yeah, I just wanted to mention that the CEO of the uh, student loan uh, lenders, uh, is actually the one who wrote the student debt forgiveness plan and it's set to resume payments um, in I think 10 years from now. Yeah, he's the uh, CEO of the loan servicers and I believe it's the Federal Reserve that owns like 90% of the student loans. So mm -hmm. yeah, if we were to just like wipe them out overnight, it would actually be the Federal Reserve that takes the hit. I think but that's great, but like they'd probably transfer that hit to the working class in one way or another. You know what I mean? Yeah. they'll and, find. Yeah, I know what you mean. They'll find a way. I know exactly what you're saying. They'll find a way to like, tr like transfer that cost onto working people for whatever fucking reason. Right. Even though, I mean, it's the yeah. federal reserve fucking make their own money. You know what I mean? We can, I mean, they, the federal government holds that debt. It's fine if it gets erased, but yeah, it's kind of to punish people. Right. It always seems like there has to be some sort of backlash. Right. 
Yeah. And so it all kind of comes back to, we just need to end the fed, you know, but beyond this, beyond forgiving the debt, um, we need to completely restructure education at the same time to make sure this never happens again, because it looks like this is just a temporary bandaid. Like, Oh yeah, sure. We'll just let, we'll, we'll kick it onto the younger generations. We'll let the younger generations carry the debt of this huge, obvious mistake we made. We're kind of making the same mistake that our parents did with us. They're kicking the fucking shit to the younger generation. And I am so utterly sick of that shit. I refuse to kick the can to the younger generation anymore. And so I think without completely having a conversation about overhauling and restructuring the way we do education completely, including including the name of Aaron Schwartz, who tried to leak all of the MIT information, scholarly articles that were blocked by paywalls to normal people. He tried to hijack that information and um, give it out to free. And that would have leveled the education playing field across the planet overnight. Unfortunately, they caught him and he committed suicide while he was awaiting his court sentence. Um, but he also did a lot of other cool things like inventing uh, RSS and uh, Wikipedia, Reddit. Um, I mean, the list goes on. But um, yeah, yeah, no, ab- absolutely. And, and I think and, and thanks, Brady. I, th- I think that um, the point about the. Uh, the point about the the. The, the the temporary band-aid and the need to kind of restructure the way that we do things. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think that's a very strong point. Um, and, uh, look, uh, totally restructuring education. That's, that's a big lift. Uh, that's obviously, you know, one of the goals. Um, the question I think is like, are, are you planning on using, uh, the, are you planning on using this moment as 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 a way to kind of uh, look forward and kind of build something off of it, um, or is it just a temporary band aid that eventually uh, that nothing else gets done and and things kind of fall apart? And I think that you know that's what people were saying like when the ACA was passed that you know like this is like this is a good first step, um, but it's uh, that first step has been stalled out for uh, well over a decade at this point. Um, so I think that's kind of the challenge, but I, I think that that is a very good point, Brady, about like, uh, about the kind of the temporary bandaid and the need to kind of go further. Um, so, uh, with that, let's go to, well, I said we would go to Greg next. Um, and I know that I said that, but I think we're going to go to Josh, but then we'll go to you, Greg, after that. Um, just because I was expecting we would be talking more about Ukraine, but we're not. So we're going to talk to Joshua next. Joshua, go ahead. Well, I'll bridge the gap because I want to talk about, you know, the student debt loan forgiveness because it doesn't address the wealth gap for BIPOC people. It doesn't. um, It's crumbs. We should have free education, but um, I don't know what more we could expect from the guy who said you couldn't use student loans in your bankruptcy filings or a segregationist or the guy that wrote the crime bill. Um, but I do agree with you, but it, that he has maybe two hours of good time per day that they kind of need to marshal him into doing something that helps them potentially in the midterms. But he's not it. I mean, I think the Republicans have figured out that Trump is not it. The the corporatists have figured out that neither one of them are it. And it's kind of like, who's next? Um, And Mayor Pete and DeSantis are horrible, horrible potential candidates in the wings. Um, But, you know, that's all we got right now. Do we really have anything that we would want to represent us to the rest of the world right now? Is it even an option? Not that I can think of, not that I can see thus far. Um, but, uh, I mean, really free education. I mean, that's how we, I mean, if we, if we don't, if we have free education, then who's going to sign up to go, you know, or who's going to pilot drones? Um, you know, who's going to sell arms for us? Uh, who's going to rape and pillage and do imperialism for us? If uh, we don't, we have free education well, and people think. Yeah. Go ahead. It, it, it didn't. Yeah, didn't want to. And, and, and thank you, Joshua. Didn't didn't one of those. I think one of the Republican representatives said something to that general effect that like, you know, without uh, the the financial insecurity generated by student loans, um, there there's a possibility that the volunteer army might uh, might see things kind of uh, disintegrate a little bit there. 
that they, you know, they might not have um, as much uh, as as much of an ability to kind of, uh, you know, however you want to look at this, but I guess kind of like force uh, people into debt and then force them into uh, uh, the military. Um, Aaron, yeah. any any comments there? Yeah, yeah. One thing I want can I, do I sound a little better too, Owen? Because I know I was a little bit uh, by yeah, you audio sound much, much better now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Um, one thing I wanted to say too is that um, you know, uh, not only is it a band aid in terms that it's not um, permanent, but it's only temporary. But it also does. I don't think it does anything to address the rising cost of tuition. And um, like a little historical context, I'm not sure of the gentleman's name, but he was an advisor to um, to Nixon, I believe. And there was a tweet going around the other day um, with an excerpt from a book, I guess, or an essay. And explicitly, like, he talks about the fact that, you know, the University of California and the City University of New York, which used to be free, right? You just, like, anybody could go, um, that there was danger of, like, having free public college and having this, like, um, educated proletariat, right? You know, the idea that, like, if you had all these young people who were going to school and, you know, learning these like liberal values or ideas, right? I guess at the time when college campuses were really like, you know, your Marxist college professor, right? Um, yeah, I think um, like, you know, not I think, I know that, you know, introducing like a fee and a cost and that barrier, right? Um, not only locked out, you know, um, like a overwhelming majority of like people of color, you know, working people from going to school, but, um, you know, just the for-profit notion that then came out of that just made it even harder for people to, you know, graduate without debt, right? To live, like, actual lives and take care of their families and do the things that they want to do, they went to school for, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, not enough, you know, and I don't think it addresses, like, the root causes of all of this debt. So, I mean, I don't know. This is, this is again, what we're saying we're going into the midterms, right? How are people actually going to respond to this at the ballot box i don't know we'll yeah see. yeah it's a good question i think i think i think it's still pretty open let's take uh let's so we'll do greg and brian and then i think we'll we'll, we'll call it today so that everybody can go and enjoy the rest of their friday um uh tomorrow we'll have mk anderson on to talk about jk rowling's ridiculous new book but we'll talk about that more in a couple minutes um so uh, uh greg go ahead uh you're back on go ahead and unmute yourself uh what's up Going once. All right. Uh, we will take Brian, and then we'll end with Brian. Um, Brian, I'm sure you have some comments uh, on the student loan. Um, so, uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, once again, it's like a lot of the issues that we're facing, like, are, are structural. And, and in that case, I, I'm talking about in the structure of the government itself. Like the cost of attendance, a lot of that has to do with the fact that the states have have essentially just stopped investing in the public school system. Um, like and and just stopped investing in higher education. And so like a lot of the there's been cost shifting that's occurred in keeping with what Reagan started in California um, and can, and has basically continued ever since. So realistically speaking, there's only like, because of how we do higher ed in the United States, there's no real way for the federal government, like no easy way for the federal government to contain costs um, in that regard. But like, this is something that has to be addressed. And, and, and it, it, more than anything, like it, it just speaks to the utter failure of sort of federalism and and the notion of the states being more responsive places for policy to take place, which if you've lived in the South, you know, for a fact is utter horseshit. Um, and and so it really does come back to like there's some fundamental structural constitutional issues that this this society is going to have to reckon with in the next 10 15 years if not 5 because we don't really have a representative system of government and and very deliberately we don't have a representative system of government so all of this stuff is interrelated 
you know, it is it, like it's it's a good way to sort of see just how the American policymaking system is broken because it touches on all levels of government, like failures at the federal level, failures at the state level, at the local level, all of it. And and so, like, while like people are not wrong when they said it's crumbs, like the top line debt forgiveness number could be better. And but it, it still does have a pretty significant impact. And it'll be interesting to see like what the what the effect is as it radiates out um, and and loan payments start back up in in January. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and assuming that they do, right? Um, which I think we can all. No, they're going. They're they're one. The reason they announced this plan is so that they could restart the loan payments. Mm. Like part of the reason. Yeah, go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Part of the. Part of the reason why they, they, they create, like they have the cap on the income based repayment plan is, is because so that they, so that they'd have the ability to restart the payments without them being quite as painful. And and like that is, that is 100% why this got pushed through just before the election. And it's why the loan, like forbearance is ending. Like it is, it is the last extension. I will. I would. I will bet you money that they do not extend come January first. No, probably not. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. I believe it. Do you think that they'll forgive any more though before they do that? They'll do one last little, little, little pop up. No, no, no. This, like, you're talking. This, this was something like basically the the main the main organization that did like that. That was sort of like the the clearinghouse for all of this company uh, company a nonprofit called the Student Borrower Protection Center, and unions were involved. The NAACP was involved. Whole mess of other things, um, like all kinds of civil society groups, tons of unions, and and basically they have been full court press on the administration from day one, like from January twentieth. 2021, they have been on the administration's ass about this. They've been talking to Miguel Cardona, the secretary of education about this. Like it has been like, they've pulled out all the stops. Like the SBPC is pushing for like the extension or the uh, impermanence. Like the closest thing I think we'll get is, is, is making the, the current PSLF waiver program permanent rather than uh, a temporary thing that cuts off in a month, um, in two months, actually, since today is the second. Um, and it's it ends on October 31st. But like that is the most we'll probably see. We're not going to see any additional loan forgiveness as far as money goes. And I, I doubt you'll see any kind of at least at least in this administration. Like, I think it is extremely unlikely that you're going to see any changes to this plan, barring it surviving. Like, if it survives judicial review, then, then like, this is what we're going to get. If it doesn't, which is well within the realm of possibility, um, then you might see something else happen, either an even less ambitious plan or an even more ambitious plan, depending on who's the president or who's in charge of, of the Congress or whatsoever. But there's no fucking way that, that Biden does anything to change any of this plan at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's probably, thanks Brian. I think that's probably pretty realistic. Um, I, I, you know, I do, it just, it's just such like a political suicide move to restart the loans that, I, I still find it really, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Maybe, maybe I have a, a bit more of a positive, uh, hopeful view on that. Um, although I don't know why. Uh, I <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Aaron, you have any uh, final comments there on that or anything else? Um, no, man, that's it. I mean, again, you know, I think uh, it's definitely a good thing that I'm a, I'm a recipient. I'm going to benefit off of this, but um. You know, it just kind of makes you think about when when Biden is able to do stuff like this. Or I think another example is when we were just getting um, not everyone, but people were getting stimulus checks, you know, 
And you kind of see the power of like the state and the presidency, the capacity to do even something kind of sort of good, you know? And um, I guess like the only thing I have to say is that um, kind of, I think everything, we, we, we didn't get to talk about a lot of stuff, but I think what we talked about today, there was a theme to it. And I think that was just like, you know, yeah, it, it, I don't know if it's dark Brandon, but just kind of Biden, what he's, what, what, what he's capable of doing. And um, I think that the one thing about kind of doing things half-assed is that people noticed, you know, and people notice and people start pushing for more. So if anything, I hope that people kind of seize upon these contradictions and reveal them with the, for what they are and say, well, dude, if he's able to race out like a third of, you know, the country's dead or you know, 40 million people, why can't he do it for everybody, you know? Um, there have to be reasons um, that are um, less concrete and more abstract or really concrete, but political is what I'm saying, right? This is not a, a rational thing. So um, hoping for that. But um, as always, man, it was good uh, Good talking to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and um, and, and thank you, Aaron. We'll, we'll, we'll do a little uh, cleanup here so people can find you, where to find you, where to find your other stuff. But I do just want to say, uh, just before we get to that, before we wrap up, that um, the Jackson, Mississippi uh, water crisis, we didn't get to do that. Uh, I think we'll probably cover that next week. Um, yep. But uh, I know that a friend of the show, Jordan Ull, it, it donated uh, some of his proceeds uh, from his Substack to Cooperation Jackson uh, as a mutual mm-hmm. aid collective doing water distribution. Uh, they are on Twitter at CooperationJXN, CooperationJackson.org as well. Uh, if you want to donate to them to help out uh, what's going on in Jackson, Mississippi, the water mm-hmm. crisis is pretty horrific. Um, so we are hoping uh, that we will see uh, a change in in that. So uh, thanks, Aaron. Where can people find you, find your stuff? Uh, people can check me out uh, on Twitter at Borg Posting. That's B-O-R-G. Um, and... I mean, I don't know if you like retro sci-fi or I actually don't. I talk about politics sometimes, but um, I just post cool shit. Um, if people want to listen to more of this stuff, though, they can check out my podcast, The Trillbillies, um, Everybody Loves Communism, and Struggle Session. And um, sometimes I do some writing at spacelight.substack.com. So uh, people can check out all that stuff if they want to hear and see more. Excellent. All right. And... Uh... For anybody uh, who is listening to this live or on replay on the app, please be sure to subscribe, like, do all that stuff. If you're listening uh, on replay on Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts, uh, be sure to do the same on those. Uh, We will see you tomorrow with MK Anderson talking about J.K. Rowling and her new terrible book. Uh, Otherwise, uh, guys, have a great holiday weekend, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.